Welcome to the fifth episode of 12 Items or Less. I'm Marnie Dolly Backer, Director of Youth and Family at First Lutheran Church. This podcast invites amazing people in to share a little about their lives and their faith. This week, we welcome John and Tanya Beach. Welcome, John and Tanya. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having us, Marnie. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So, uh, just to get started, will you just, you can take turns or however you want to do it. Tell us a little bit about your family. Um, it's John and I, and we got married in 2006, and we have three girls. Uh, Everett is three and a half, Peyton is seven, and Harper is nine. Fantastic. Anything else about your family? Like, what do you guys do? Um, where are you from? That kind of thing. I grew up in Sioux Falls, Um, went away for a while, went to NDSU for college where Tanya and I met. Uh, Then we moved to Minneapolis for a while, and then we moved back to Sioux Falls um, so that I could be a part of the family business. As a family, we like to go camping. We like to take trips. Um, We have a lot of family and friends that have lake cabins, so we hit up quite a few of those during the summer. and just like to enjoy spending time together. Sweet. Tanya, where did you grow up? I grew up uh, 17 miles east of Bismarck, North Dakota, in a small town called McKenzie. And um, like John said, we met at North Dakota State, both in engineering. And yeah. Well, you know what they say, all good people come from North <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> okay. Well, I know uh, that, John, you grew up Catholic, and Tanya, I was trying to remember, did you grow up Methodist? Methodist, Okay. Yeah. And so how did that sort of play into your relationship, or how, how did you land then on the Lutheran land? <laughs> <laughs> it took us uh, quite a bit of time. Um, even while we were dating, we alternated churches. Um, I guess when I hit college I started actually going to Lutheran churches because I seemed to get a little bit more out of the message and and everything versus uh, the Methodist church at that point so I guess I had an early draw towards the Lutheran church so when we lived in Minneapolis we took turns going to the Catholic church and then the um, Lutheran church there and then when we moved to Sioux Falls we kind of continued that I threw in a few Methodist churches in there (laughs) (laughs) on our rotation um and then we tried and then I think we kind of narrowed it down more to Lutheran or Catholic and we kind of said I don't know it took us a good four years of our marriage we wanted to stick more traditional overall versus getting into contemporary uh worship schemes yep sure because that's kind of how both of your churches were growing up I'm guessing yeah right Mine was probably more contemporary, being the Methodist, um, but the Lutheran kind of follows the, I don't know. um, Like same sort of liturgy. The more rites and liturgies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Very similar and really very similar to Catholics too. Yeah. And that, so I guess that's why we end up going to the eight o'clock church a lot (laughs) because it's probably more traditional, Uh you know, but that way the kids can go to Sunday school at 930. So yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and I feel like it's sometimes a lot of place times people land in in the Lutheran church when they're coming from different backgrounds. Like it maybe feels like kind of a happy medium or something to what you might be used to. Yes? 
Yeah. I mean, I, I understand Tanya's point to, for her to shift over towards the Catholic faith. And I really didn't have much interest in joining the Methodist religion. So yeah, it really, it worked out for the better for both of us. And I mean, all in all, our, our parents were supportive of us, um, finding our own way per se. Uh, one thing that we heard from both of them is that, you know, they wanted us to continue to be involved, uh, with wherever we landed. Mm-hmm. And I don't think either one of them ever saw that that was going to be a problem for us, but we wanted to be involved and we wanted the community and the fellowship of the church base for ourselves and for our kids growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I love about you guys is that, you know, you really have made your sort of faith lives and your church community a real important um, priority for the way you've lived your life. And I think um, we'll probably get into that a little bit in a little <laughs> bit more, but um, that's, I think that's awesome. Um, so I know you've been at First Luther now for quite a few years, like 10 years, you'd say. What? I mean, was Harper baptized here? Yes, Harper yeah. was baptized we here. right before Harper was born, actually. Okay. Yeah, so it so might have been September nine. of yeah. 10. September of 2010. Yeah. Awesome. And um, share a little bit about the different ways you all are involved here at First Lutheran, aside from worshiping at the 8 a.m. every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess um, when the girls were y- younger, when Harper was young, um, I'd help out in scripture first at that point. I think it was still Sunday school or whatever. Um, so I've been, I volunteered as a, as a teacher through some of that stuff. Now I'm kind of a fill in volunteer wherever I'm needed within the scripture first. So she can call if any class needs any help or anything like that. So I enjoy that since all three are in, in scripture first. And then John and I have become pretty active in the 412 young adults group. Um, being on the planning committee. And so that's been kind of fun getting to know a bunch of other couples. Yeah, that seems to have really helped us out because now you know the other younger families that are sitting around you in church. Um, at the 8 o'clock? Well, at the 8 <laughs> hey, o'clock. We go to there 930 <laughs> and <laughs> floating 11 Just in kidding. every once I mean, in a while. I'm at the 8 o'clock and, you know, <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> uh, and I've, I've gotten involved with the property board, um, which is, which is fun. I mean, it's a good group of guys that are involved in that and you get to learn more of the behind the scenes things that are going on in the church and mm-hmm. also gotten to see more of the backside of the, uh, capital campaign that we're entering into yes. and know what's going on a little bit there. Sure. Um, well, and, it, oh, and then ahead. Tanya got to help select our oh. newest pastor. Oh, that's right. You were on that I was on the calling committee call yeah, for Pastor Jeff. <laughs> I bet that was an interesting experience. It was it was neat actually because you don't realize what all goes into that action. You know, it's uh-huh. very time consuming doing your due diligence and right and everything. But it's it's neat to learn the backgrounds and then how the process works and everything. So I thought it was really interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we've talked about, you have three little girls. Uh, you have a business that you run. Um, both of you are kind of in the biz- family business now and many other things going on in your world. I mean, you're busy. Uh, so in the midst of all of that, um, how 
and or why do you think you make your faith life and your church life such a priority? I think we both grew up, you know, with the going to church and the faith being an important part of our lives. I mean, I know John, John grew up probably more regularly than I did going to church. We were those people that um, in the summer went to the lake cabin and (laughs) (laughs) and stuff. But you I mean, during the school year, my parents taught Sunday school um, and we were always there when we could be there mm-hmm. and everything. Um, my grandparents actually ran the adult Sunday school. Um, grandpa taught us a lot, you know, around the holidays and everything when during prayer and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think, and then John grew up going to the Catholic schools. A yeah, I grew up, I, we moved to Sioux Falls when I was in first grade and so started through the Catholic schools, um, all the way through, graduated from OG here. Uh, and so I was always part, it was always part of my life, I guess. Um, and it was, once again, just important to us that we shared that with our kids and showed them that path um, so they could make their own choices in the future. But but yeah, it's great. They, I think they enjoy coming here. Um, it's good for us. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, I think like it's good for you, I think is like, you know, obviously a great thing. Uh, and just having sort of a community. Um, we talk a lot about this with families here. Like your girls go to Fred Assam Elementary. I shall never forget. Uh, and uh, but that's a school that's certainly not, you know, within a walking distance of First Lutheran. Uh, (laughs) And so what is it um, that makes you want to be here versus someplace closer to home or that's more of a neighborhood congregation type of thing? Have you given any thought to that? I think Uh, it comes back to when we were trying out churches too. Yeah. We we didn't get the same feel uh, when we went to some of the other churches that were closer to where we lived. one of them, we actually had this older guy basically stalk us out of the back of church, follow <laughs> us all the way to the car and not let me even open the car door without finding out my name and address. And then two days later, there's bread loaves showing up at our front door. And Too far. That's Yeah, it's a little bit too far. We, so Especially we never have been back. <laughs> right. There's hospitality. And then, as you say, there's stocking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I mean, we we just continued to come back to First Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the messages were good during this, the sermons. Yep. Um, I know there were some other churches that, you know, you, you get used to things growing up like the Lord's Prayer. Well, some of those other churches say it differently mm-hmm. and stuff, um, you know, with like trespasses versus sins and stuff. And just doesn't or they ro- add that crazy part it at does. the end that the Catholics don't do, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> that some, you know, and maybe that comes down to the comfort part, you know, that yeah. that's how we grew up right. saying it, felt, it that way. And good. that mm-hmm. was part of it. But I, it was the people too. I mean, they're just welcoming and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, one of my favorite stories talking a little bit like about how we sharing our faith at home sort of thing is I think it was when um, Everett was 
little, she went to the uh, baby's first Christmas milestone and she got the baby Jesus. But her older sisters were so excited about it, too. And they were kind of running around the house with it. And that makes people like me very excited, you know, just that they're playing with it and that it's they know it's she baby still Jesus. She plays with baby Jesus. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, but how do you share your faith at home, like with one another and with the girls uh, and also, like, is it similar at all to how you were raised? I mean, obviously the church part was, but like sharing faith at home um, with one another. What does that look like for the Beach family? Uh, we do our best to say grace uh, at supper um, together and to say prayers. Um, my grandma got us a little guardian angel that has the recording um of a bedtime prayer. And so Harper got one and Peyton got one. And now Evie is kind of stolen Harper's <laughs> and we have to say prayers every night with the angel uh, before everybody goes to bed. That's sweet. I love that. Cool. Okay. Well, you did ask me if you had to know your Bible before this. You do not. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, like with reading to the girls or whatever you might be doing, like, is there, do you have like a favorite Bible verse or a favorite Bible story that you've liked over the years? Um, and why do you like it? I don't know if there's a certain story we've read over and over. It's kind of like once we start the spark Bible or something, we just keep going and they'll be like, well, we're right here. We got to start right here. <laughs> I don't know if there's definitely a, a certain story. I mean, they like the nativity type stories around Christmas and mm -hmm. stuff, probably because we have more books at home that pertain to the birth of Jesus. Sure. Um, and then we have some more books pertaining to the resurrection around Easter. But yeah, I don't know if there's a specific story. Yeah, I can't remember any of the three thus far always wanting us to read one particular story is harper in the third grade yeah yep. so she just got her first bible did you highlight any bible verses for her uh honestly i have not <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out right here you got it first <laughs> i did a couple but the, some of them that i wanted you know looked up were already highlighted too oh sure and stuff yeah. but i Tanya bugged me about it. I knew all that. I was surprised how many were highlighted when she received it. Yes. You know, from you the guys setting it out mm -hmm. um, and just general congregation going through it. Yeah, she was right. pretty excited to see who did that. Cool. Well, and pastors will tell you, you don't need to have one Bible verse. It's the whole story. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so now this might also be a little bit trickier of a question, but I think it's a good one um, that I've really liked hearing people's answers. Um, what do each of you, will each of you answer, uh, know about Jesus? What do we know about Jesus? Mm -hmm. That he died for our sins. Mm -hmm. And someday we will live in eternity with him. Sweet. Yeah, this is a catch you on the spot <laughs> question <laughs> i'd have to i mean obviously refer back to tanya's question but i mean just 
I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to put it into words. Put it into sure. words. Yeah. Well, clearly it's an important part of your faith life and your life just in general, not even your faith life, but you know, that you're teaching the girls about Jesus and um, about the stories. And sometimes it is hard to, to really you can't summarize express it. it. Yeah. Um, so is there a time or could you share a time in your life when you've had to, uh, needed to lean heavily on your faith? Probably when we were trying to figure out churches. I mean, that was a stressful time in our life, in our marriage, I would say. Um, yeah. Uh, that part was, and then obviously when I was 16, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so that was a big time to uh, right. rely on the big guy. <laughs> for sure <laughs> for sure yeah um I mean going back to what John said I think that shows such um I mean I kind of love that part right of when you're first dating someone or getting to know someone seriously in a relationship and you really ha have to focus on sort of those big things about well why do we want to go to church or why is it you know what kind of church are we going to go to that we can both see eye to eye like I sometimes as we get older and or longer in our marriage, we don't really have those conversations anymore, but um, they can be certainly difficult, but obviously, you know, at least for the two of you worth it. I mean, like for you to kind of find your way through that. Yeah. We knew that was our biggest obstacle probably <laughs> from dating. And then like on those like marriage counseling sessions, that we had to do at the, at the Methodist church where we got married in Bismarck. That was like our biggest, like our big red flag. That was like the conflict <laughs> of us. And we knew it going into it. Sure. And that's what we had told him. And he's like, well, you just, you just have to figure it out together. Right. Yeah. And it was important to us to go to church as a family. We didn't want to divide and conquer or, you right. know. Yeah. Exactly. We got enough family that does that. And yeah. Switching off is hard. Right. And then Tanya, to your answer, like, I think I maybe knew that about you, that you had had to go through that experience with um, cancer when you were a teenager. Um, and then, you know, how did that experience sort of change you or? Uh, you know, I was 16 and I tried not to let it phase me. I think it phased my parents more. But what's what's kind of amazing is like, I don't know, I had a dream <laughs> and it sounds really weird, but I had a dream during that and I I could pick my door. I had my ch option of door to go through mm -hmm. and the door I picked was bright and it was sunny and I never doubted it after that. I told my mom, I go, I'm going to be okay. And and it was cool. Wow, we cry every time <laughs> when we do these. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, that was beautiful, Tanya. Thank you for sharing that because we do go through dark days, you know, and, and some dark days are a lot darker than others. Uh, so that's, that's beautiful. 
Um, okay, well, in light of that, that's not why this question <laughs> comes. But <laughs> uh, what would you like to be remembered for someday? Being a good person. I mean, someone that, you know, people say, man, that he was a good guy. Um, just want to be honest and trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, live life to the fullest. Tanya? <laughs> she thought she was going to escape it. I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, um kind of goes along that way but um I want my girls to remember you know that I did I set a good example for them and then um taught them not to let anything put them down just be strong and truthful to yourself yeah cool well the title of our podcast is 12 items or less which you see at the grocery store. And we're not really sure, or I should say I'm not really sure, if this is definitely the direction that this podcast ever had any intention of going. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, it, it, it helps to uh, give us a final question for when we're talking together and, and ends us on maybe a slightly, you know, silly note, which is probably a little bit about my personality. <laughs> More so than yours. Uh, <laughs> but so when the family goes grocery shopping, three small girls, I'm guessing you have a lot of opinions in your house about uh, what should go on that grocery list. But could you come up with one thing that everyone can agree on needs to be on there? Um, probably high V Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya's nodding in agreement. Yep. <laughs> uh, milk. I mean, the kids even ask for milk. What else do they? Oh, Peyton asked for green apples, but nobody else agrees with her. <laughs> <laughs> Poor middle oh, child. See, something all three would agree on. Well, and you two, I suppose. I don't I, know. They're just there for the free samples. Uh, Doritos. Dorito. Well, I mean, all the kids are always asking for those. Yeah. High V Chinese, Hy-Vee even Chinese. though it always isn't always picked up for sure. <laughs> Milk and Doritos. Sounds like a good grocery list to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both uh, for joining us today on this episode of 12 Items or Less on the First Lutheran Podcast. Uh, and thank you to all of you for joining us as well. And be sure and join us next time.